Welcome to Misty Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this week there's no Riverdale. No, no. So I guess we're still a teen drama fan cast. Well, this is probably the most fan cast we've ever fan casted because we're going to be doing something different. Yeah, yeah. guys, we planned the podcast this week. Yeah, we're going to do a sort of uh, uh, Riverdale Archie extravaganza. A retrospective of our journey down this river <laughs> of Dales so far. So, yes, we have gone into our boat. And, and journey down a river full of, I guess, land. Because dales are land. <laughs> yeah. They're just little dales. So little I guess they're islands. <laughs> really, it's just a river. It's, it's just a river a, with islands in it's it. It's just a, just a normal river with islands in it. So definitely nothing is special or unique about this journey. Abs- no, no. It's just... It's nothing. But guys, we've gone on this so far. You've stuck with us, the original Riverdale podcast. And we're going to look back over the last almost a year... Yeah. Of the loves, the hates, the sexual offenders, <laughs> the stage fright. Yes, let's take a a journey back, a journey back to simpler times, to a 13-episode first season. So sharp, so succinct, that we can wrap it up, we can re-wrap it up, we can act it out for you. So here's our Riverdale recap. Welcome to Riverdale. Archie Andrews got hot. Miss Grundy got hot. Chughead Jones got sad. And Jason Blossom got dead. Hi, my name is Kevin Keller, and I find dead bodies like it's my job. And I'm Betty Cooper. I'm going to be involved in this teen drama stuff for about one episode before going all Columbo on this murder. I love you, Archie Andrews, in a way only an educator can love an underage student. I have feelings, Miss Grundy. Confusing robotic feelings. And my friends say that even though I am so ripped, that us being together is wrong. Also, you have, like, a gun? Let me tell you the sad, supremely suspect story. That story has very little to do with the pedophilia, but I'm content. I sure can't wait to unravel the truth and lies in Miss Grundy's past. No, we don't. (gasps) Alice Cooper has a gun! All I'm saying is clearly the boy's fault that he got molested and abused. (laughs) I'm a sympathetic character now. Meanwhile, in another plot line. I am Veronica Lodge. I have my own stuff going on, and that's all I have going on. Until I learn another person's stuff affects my stuff, then I care about that stuff. Also, my dad's a criminal and treated like the Godfather. What have you got going on, Jughead? Well, I was living in the drive-in until it closed. Then I lived at the school, until Archie found me. Then I lived with him, and that was cool. Mostly I'm writing my book. I'm pretty sad. Nice. Oh my god! Veronica, Betty, and Cheryl found a book where the football team gave out points for their sexual experiences. They bonded as friends, helped Ethel, and got Chuck Clayton kicked out of the team. I bet we're going to see Chuck do something really bad as revenge. We don't. I'm glad we could help you out, Ethel. I'm sure everything is going to be fine for you now. Veronica, my dad attempted suicide. But what about my feelings? Meanwhile, in a different show, Betty and Jughead solve crimes. Take it away, Betty. Okay. So, Jason Blossom disappeared at Sweetwater River and Archie heard a gunshot. But that didn't turn out to be anything other than psychopathic Dilton. Veronica kissed me, but that was just for the commercial. 
I go crazy a few times. I had a nervous tick where I pushed my nails into the palm of my hand. That doesn't really come up anymore. My sister Polly is pregnant and was sent away to a nunnery. Apparently, my mom was also pregnant before me and Polly. I thought she was implying she had an abortion, but actually, she put the baby up for adoption. Wait, I have a brother somewhere. Oh, yeah, you do. I assume that will come up at some point. Nah, who knows. Let's wrap, wrap up these storylines. The end of the season's coming like a freight train. Veronica Lodge decides her criminal father is bad. Hermione Lodge decides her criminal husband is good? Betty Cooper follows the trail of clues to Jason's killer. Jughead Jones has to confront the criminal history of his estranged father. Archie Andrews gets over his stage fright. Wow, one of those is really not like the other. Well, I mean, he had the Miss Grundy plotline at the beginning, but then he didn't really have more places to go. And then, the moment we've all been waiting for. For weeks, we've been trying to unravel the mystery of who killed Jason Blossom. A murderer of truly evil intent. And this killer is... Clifford Blossom. Jason didn't want to take over the business, so Clifford had a serpent kidnap him, and then Clifford killed Jason himself for reasons. Like, I guess Clifford demanded that he had to pull the trigger himself, which is weird. Well, he had to be caught on camera. I'm not even sure why there was a camera in the White Worm's murder basement. It seems like that would be used specifically to get evidence to use against them. So the gang tells Cheryl, Cheryl tells Clifford, and then Clifford hangs himself. End of season. No. One more episode. Why? What happens? Uh, mostly Cheryl tries to kill herself, and then she burns her house down. Oh, and Fred Andrews gets shot. Good. Good storytelling. Guys, you missed the first season? Don't worry. You got it right there. All the pathos, all the intrigue. Those are all the important moments, I think. I think so. I think so. I mean, Josie and the Pussycats are in there somewhere. Yeah? Oh, and Betty and Jug had kissed. And they do. They, they do kiss. With beautiful yeah. lights all around them. <laughs> a moment that was made for internet icons. And I mean, like, literal icons like yeah. you have on LiveJournal. Yeah, yeah. I know. You put it up as your little uh, profile image. I, exactly. I bet if it has a circle around it, it would look very, very good. Because a lot of Ooh, these have now. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have to move on to our next section. A section that I like to call... Ships on the Riverdale. <laughs> I got it. Oh, honey, honey. So this uh, moment, we're going to talk about uh, some of the, I guess, shipping that has gone around this. Because, mm-hmm. you know, anything that has a teen. Has characters. Yeah. Yeah. Characters at all. People are going to find. uh <laughs> Ways for those characters to fall in love. Yeah, fans yeah. are very, they're, they're very specific and demanding in their intents. And some of them have worked out, some of them haven't. But uh, Aaron, take us through some of these uh, ships. That so I been... did a little research here. I uh, popped onto fanfiction.net, which we all know is, you, you know, the home of quality entertainment I love, on the internet. I love that it's still around. I know. I've been on fanfiction.net since I was like 11. That's, that's Great. 20 years of terrible stories. I'm an honest fan of, like, I don't read memes, but I'm always fan of people who, you know, make fan fiction because it takes, you know, you got to be really, really invested in the characters to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. There's bad ones out there. But I'm I'm even going to say probably 85% are bad. I'd say so. Yeah. Um, on my research, I discovered there are 748 Riverdale fan fictions popped up in the last <laughs> nine months. 
Nice. People just got on People it. People got right on People it. got right on um, it. There are some big, big trends. All right. Recently, there's been a lot of Betty and Jughead reconciliation scenes, the scene we didn't get in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea that a lot of these fan fictions are just people being like, wait, you didn't show that scene? I will show that then scene. Then I will show that scene. Um, there's a big trend of stuff where Betty is either dead or missing. What? And, you know, it's alternate universe. It's 10 years in the future. 10 years ago, Jughead Jones' true love disappeared, and he left the town forever. Now he's back, and he's finding the clues to this cold case. But it's in the Riverdale universe, not the Archie one. Yes. Okay, how does... How, so she just disappears or dies? She disappears the, or dies. And then there's a trend of those, just so Oh, you know. yes. Lots of them are Betty Jughead stories. There's some Betty Archie ones. There's some Betty Veronica ones. They really just want... Okay. They just want Betty... Well, because Betty's the only smart one. So if you take her out of the picture, oh, then true. it's all these buffoons trying to figure something out. It's like when um, you remove the parents from, like, a fantasy story. You remove the support structure. Exactly. Without Betty there, it's just chaos wandering it's just around. utter chaos. Because Sheriff Keller is not going to solve anything. <laughs> Let's oh, be real. Betty's got missing. Hell, I couldn't even I couldn't even get the last kid. She was the one who solved the last kid. That's oh, no. gone forever. Done forever. Gone forever. There is also a ton. A ton of original character and Sweet Pea, or original <laughs> character and Jughead Jones. Okay, Jughead Jones, a little more fine with the Sweet Pea. Lots of original character and Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea has been on screen a few times, and most of them are either as a psychopath <laughs> or a weirdo. It's true. It's so weird that that is connecting with people. I know. Well, it's you know, these girls, they see Sweet Pea on the screen, and they're like, oh, man, he's a cute teenager who's in a gang. If I met him, I would be so good and so beautiful that I would save, I would him. save him. I need to go write that fiction. People want to read this. <laughs> People want to see that storyline. They want to see the bad boy be redeemed through the love of a woman with a unique name and flowing red hair and flashing green eyes. Her name was Ophelia. She always wore a cream shawl. Even though she was a teenager, it was her style. Her eyes would change color seemingly at random. Sometimes they appeared to be purple. <laughs> when she was angry, they flashed blue. The deepest indigo that you could imagine. And she had a cat that talked to her. Oh no, she's Sailor Moon. <laughs> just, also, she's Sailor Moon. We just created a Riverdale Sailor Moon crossover. She is also literally just Sailor Moon. <laughs> she fights evil by moonlight. She wins love by daylight. <laughs> Get it done, internet. One day she's going to have to fight Sweet Pea when he becomes the leader of the gang because Jughead Jones is out of town. Yeah, because Sailor Moon apparently defeated all the cosmic enemies. Now she's just <laughs> fighting low-level street gangs. Yeah, but not the bad street gangs. She's uh, not fighting the ghoulies. Oh, Usagi, you've, uh, you've, you've fallen. You've gone. <laughs> you've fallen. I also read... and. I will not call this by name, but it just really struck me. It was an FP original character storyline oh, okay. where FP is Jughead's father. Yeah. He has an affair with a 17-year-old yeah. who he is 15 years older than. Okay. And I'm like, but I feel like that doesn't timeline right because then he'd be 32 and there's no way that FP's 32. Yeah, that – I mean – Oh wait, so so all of the like age fifteen years older thing is in this is explained in the she story. Ha- when she's seventeen, she has an affair with a man who's fifteen years older than her. <laughs> yeah, if he's on thirty two. 
Well, he okay. So Jughead, so Jughead's sixteen. Yes, but this also happened three years in the past. Oh, so Jughead's thirteen. FP's thirty-two. I could see that. FP's is someone who might. But have that a... means that Fred Andrews had a child when he was oh, nineteen. Right. Yeah, that that's means true. the Lodges had a child when they were nineteen. Right, because they're all the same. Because they're all the same age. It's incorrect. Well, do we know? Oh no, they did go to school together. Yeah, and if anything, FP's older than them. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but that's what fan fiction is. <laughs> That's yeah. It's because I, I mean, all seventeen-year-olds want to date thirty-two-year-olds. All thirty-two-year-olds want to date seventeen-year-olds. <laughs> They're not horrified by how young and dumb those kids are. <laughs> that's that's a that's a weird one. That's a weird one. So anyway, I, I like so, some of the best fan fiction. I would say is because it became at a certain point. Just let's it be just honest. Becomes they, a story. Yeah, let's become this. This Star Wars. A lot of Star Wars is just the fan fiction of published authors being able to write in the. The like, universe. The, like, the gaps. Yeah. But if, but it feels like with that one, you're not really filling in a gap. You're creating more plot holes. Well, oh, yes. Um, when FP gets arrested for yeah. the murder, mm-hmm. Jughead's foster mom is this 21-year-old ah! who has a child <laughs> because she know, she's in law school and she knows all about the court system. Cool. And she knows that Jughead's going to be sent to a foster family that's like several uh, – This is – Several uh, – uh, yeah. town's over and yeah. so she's like oh no I have to come to Riverdale so he can stay in Riverdale he can stay with me I'll pretend to be FP's fiance yeah this is this is not it's well written yeah it is the plot that a 17 year old came up with yeah yeah a no, 17 year old who loves Riverdale yeah and, and, and love and loves Skeet Ulrich and you know what that's great yeah if, it, if it's well written then yeah that's like Oh, I read. You, I read the entire thing. Yeah, you'll you'll create better storylines as you get older. Exactly, but this is a great practice, and that's yeah. why we love fan fiction. Absolutely, whoever's out there and wrote this, keep writing. Keep writing. Just not the thirty-two, seventeen-year-old. I mean, you can do that for now, but yeah. just know, not good. Not good. Not, not good. good. We see that in the series, and no one liked it. No one liked it. I think that's why they cut that storyline off is, early. Is there any Grundy Archie? Like, so, I have gone through. I have come up with all of the Riverdale ship names. All right. Well, I have not come up with them. I found them. <laughs> I did not find one for Grundy Archie, which leads me to believe that people only write Grundy Archie fanfic as, like, this is a bad thing. This predator Good. hunts down Archie. But then he's saved by the love of maybe any of these people. So, let's go through this. All right. Number one Riverdale ship, Bughead. Or uh, Jetty. Yeah, so that's Jughead and Betty. Yeah. How about you say them and I'll try to guess who they right. are. And that's boring, so yeah. we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Well, we know it. It's, that's canonical. Yeah. Um, there's Joe Paz. Josie and Tony Topaz. Jughead and Tony Topaz. Oh. Also boring. <laughs> also boring. Because kind of canonical, kind of shoved away. I grouped these ones because you'll def- definitely figure them out. All right. Varchi or Varchi. <laughs> Wait, that's what they call it? Yes. I don't like Varchi. That sounds like something that happens to your body that should be dealt with. <laughs> that's not a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently he got a Varchi. But how would you do it alternatively? I mean, Erotica? I, would it, I would just call it canonical. Yeah. <laughs> um, then there's Veronica. Betty Veronica? Yeah. There's Jarchi. Jughead Archie? Yep. There's the Red Serpent. Um, Cheryl and Archie. Cheryl and Tony. Oh, right. Serpent. Red Serpent. Yeah. yeah, that makes I sense. I like that one, though. It's like a supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> and the two of them together would be a supervillain. Yeah. Yeah, they'd just be crazy supervillain. Yeah. Those two have never interacted. <laughs> well, except for when uh, Cheryl's like, can it? Cha-Cha in the last episode. Oh, I guess. Yeah. 
but that's because they have to hide their secret love. <laughs> that's the plot of that fan fiction. I do. I I like when people go into the fan fictions, the ones that have the widest breadth, so they can do whatever they want. Exactly. Like these can... two have never interacted. Oh, here we go. This is why they have to keep their interactions secret. Their love. <laughs> uh, so there's McMantle. Um. Well, so that's Reggie and Mick. Um. Think about last names. I and that's why I'm, I'm, try, yeah. I'm trying to think of last names. Mick is it Moose and Reggie? No, it's Josie and Reggie. Oh, Josie McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. I, I, I remember her last name. She's Josie Pussycat. <laughs> yeah. Josie Pussycat. Yeah. Uh, Chughead. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Jughead. Yeah. It's called Chughead. Yeah. That's good. It's real that's, good. That's that's bad, but that's good. I want to write that fan fiction. <laughs> the Chughead. <laughs> the Chughead. Oh. oh. Um. There's Phallus. <laughs> okay. So I guess that would be Alice mm-hmm. and. FP? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one that you see a lot too. Because of her past. <laughs> no, that one and that one I'm actually kinda cool with. Yeah. Because that it would one, be interesting. And also I think that maybe that was a thing once. The Who way knows? that he talks to her, it kind of yeah. seems like So Phallus is <laughs> not the good name. Part. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this one's easy. Joven. Uh I see every time we hear the Joven. I guess it would be Joven. It would be um Joven? Oh, I wonder if I meant Josie or if I meant um, Joaquin. In which case, it's Wavin. <laughs> so I think so. It would be Joaquin and Kevin, yeah. or it would be J- uh, Jughead Jos- and Kevin, or Josie and Kevin. I don't think the fan fiction community of a character is cannot like they they usually change straight characters to gay. I've never seen them change a gay character it's straight. straight. Yeah, then it's got to be Joaquin or Jughead. No, but then where's the L coming from? It's Joaquin. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Why yeah, did I write I that down? I don't know. All right. Um, there's Sharonica. Cheryl and Veronica? Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Um, sounds, that sounds like a drink. These ones I paired because they're easy. Yeah. There's Veggie and Sherry. Ve- veggie and Sherry. So mm-hmm. Veggie would be um, Veronica and Reggie. Yep. Comic. Comic. Um, and then, so what was the other one? Sherry. So. But it's spelled oh. C-H-E-R-I-E. Cheryl, Cheryl and Reggie. Yeah. Then there's Maggie. Um... Maggie. So this something, is, Reggie. Is it Midge and Reggie? Yeah, it's a wild so they, just did, so they just did Midge and Reggie? Something <laughs> something that in the it has never been referenced in the movie, but it's from the comics. Oh, no, from in the, it's never been referenced in the in TV the show, but it's it's in the comics. No, Moose and Midge in the comics. No, no, no. But, but Reggie is infatuated with Midge in the comics, which is why Moose keeps beating him up. Ah, uh-huh, clever. Yeah. Well, and he does sell them the drugs, so. <laughs> All right. Um, then there's Reddy. Uh, Reggie and Reddy? Is this end with an I-E? No. With yeah. a Y. The Y? Then it's Reggie and Betty. It is. Uh, there's Jeronica. Jeronica! <laughs> 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 Which is what this relationship would be like if it happened. <laughs> so Jughead and Veronica? Yes. <laughs> there's Kavarchi. Um, uh, Kevin and Archie? Yep. There's Movin. Oh, Moose and Kevin? Yeah. Moving, moving. I like that. I call it coos. I'm shimmying. I call it coos. 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 Coos is good, actually. <laughs> I like coos. There's Mandrews. <laughs> I guess it's Reggie and Andrew. <laughs> you 
mean Archie, yes. Sorry, Archie and Andrew. <laughs> yeah, that I was... like that they went with the last names for that I one. Like, I like it because it fits so well. Like, you know they were doing they're doing the first name and then someone came up with that. And they're, and like, they're like, oh, yes. It works so well. Uh, there's Shrozy. Uh, Josie and Cheryl. Yeah. And they are best friends. They are best friends. As we've been told. M- by sh- only by, by Josie, only never by Josie. By Cheryl. No, Cheryl says it. Does she? Maybe. I don't think they so. They refer to each other, I think. I think. Josie only says it. Uh, there's a Regil. Uh, Reggie and Cheryl? Yeah. There's... Have we already done that one? No, okay. we haven't. I guess we're just going through them now. Oh, no, wait. Is that an O? It might be Rogel. No, we just did that. No, it's Rachel. Which would be Raj Patel, the character from the comics? <laughs> yeah. Who has not appeared in the TV series? But his sister Tina Patel has appeared. Yes, has. Sure has. Yes. Um, there's Jovel. Uh, Josie and... Val. Jo- Jovel? Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going there now. Wait, wait, not... <laughs> no Melody? Never Melody? Oh, just you wait. Okay. There's Valarchi. Valerie and Archie. Yeah, yeah. Joe Archie. I go to Archery. <laughs> archery Ooh. archery <laughs> sorry what's the one you just said joe archie oh jo- josie and archie yeah valerie betty and valerie yep okay jello d so betty and valerie just seem like i can imagine, like, the, I can imagine the stories i mentioned the stories of them just be just like, being like archie has a- archie's the worst he's so obsessed with Veronica. We both loved him once, and now we don't. Well, why wouldn't he be obsessed with you, Betty? Why Your we... hair is so luxurious. Why don't we just kiss each other? Then we'll make him jealous. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> that's how people that's, think that's it how it works. works. That's how fan fiction works. <laughs> it's true. What if these ones kissed? Mm. Mm, let's see. Yes. I once wrote a Rand fan fiction where Mimi went on a date with every single one of the characters. Just one after another? Well, it, that was like my premise where I was like, uh, all right, different periods of time. Here's like her date with Mark. And that was a journal entry. She went on a date with um, Angel. And they were both like, hmm, no. <laughs> no, this ain't, this, I guess no. We tried this because we're best friends, but hmm, no. Then I got bored. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write the rest. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Good. Way to go, 15-year-old Aaron. Nice. All right. Jellody. <laughs> Jellody. So that means Josie and Melody? Yes. That's the only one that Melody gets. Oh. Uh, and also Melody. Yeah, and also Melody. You know, I mean, I was going to say, like, you could do, like, a, a triple connection of, like, Joe Valmel. Joe Valmel. Joe Valmel. Oh, but except for that would just be Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, that's just except what they are. Josie and the Pussycats with kissing. But sexy. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. they're always supposed to be sexy. That's true. And then this one is insane. Fopaz or Togarty. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Fopaz makes me feel like it's FP in Topaz. It's not. Apparently there's another character in the TV show whose name is like Felix Fogarty. And there is fan fiction about him and Tony. What? What? And I took a deep dive because I was like, what is this? And I found a photo of him. Who's who's he? <laughs> he's the, uh... Who's this man? Or girl? <laughs> no, Felix, is, Felix can be a bisexual name. No, no, he is. Felix can be a bisexual name. Unisexual. Omnisexual name? Unisex name. Unisex name. Not sexual. Unisex. Yeah, unisexual. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I found a picture of him in a shot with Tony. And he's like... The teenage serpent who's not Sweet Pea. 
<laughs> and then someone was just like, Some, yes. Someone must have gone on IMDb and been like, what is the name of this handsome young actor? I will make him and Tony kiss. They are so handsome and young. Kiss. So hot. But Tony's already said that she's more into girls. Well, apparently, Fopaz or Togarty. <laughs> they may have started so, writing this before she has said she was into girls. Fopaz is better. Fopaz is better. Right up, Fopaz is better. Is just one person did Fopaz? Well, I found a couple. Oh, wow. That's like more, an underground movement. That's more exciting. If it was just one person, I'd be like, yeah, you go get it. But just multiple people, like, a bunch well, of I think just... one person started it and someone else was like, wait, we can have a guy who's not Sweet Pea and I don't have to create an original character, which gives my character legitimacy. So you can make you can make him Felix whatever you want him to be. Mm-hmm. It's a blank mm-hmm. slate for you to lay it over. But legitimacy, it's it's not an OC. It's not a self-insert. Yeah, no, this, this is real. This, I I. I feel like Felix also might be someone from the comics. Probably. I think most of the people that you hear names of are the names of people in the comics. I think so, too. Whether or not they relate to them as, like... As they were. Characters are just names. I do think it's interesting that the only people they have teamed Tony up with are Cheryl and Jughead, which is canon. Um, did, wasn't Veronica? No, um, there, no, it wasn't. No, there was no Vopez. I guess maybe because she's new and they're still trying to figure out what her relationship is with other people. And they just like the idea of Cheryl. <laughs> also, the Red Serpent. It sounds so good. I like it because it's not a combination of names. It's just yes. like, like, oh, well, it's Red and a Serpent. Perfect. The Red Serpent. The Red Serpent. <laughs> also, while I was doing this research, do you know what else I discovered? What else? It's Reggie's car. They're racing in Reggie's car. It's pretty without much inside. Just like him. Why? We both miss that. Why are they... <laughs> Why does Reggie have a car? Why does Reggie give them their car? I know. Hey, Reggie, we need, we need a... We, we need, need a race some serpents. <laughs> who asked him? Archie, I guess? I would think Archie so. Archie was the one who could. Because Archie is Reggie's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie's not Archie's best friend, but... <laughs> I guess they asked him while they were doing all the picking up. And then Reggie was like, Yeah! I don't know. I don't know if this is new. That's the, that's the one thing I was so upset about, uh, the change of this new Reggie, is I don't feel like new Reggie wants to kiss Archie as much as old Reggie I did. I don't. No, I, I agree. I don't think he wants to kiss him that much. No. Also, I found that the internet was comparing the race scene to the tractor chicken scene in the new Footloose movie. What? And I was like, no, it's Grease. Yeah. It's like canonically Grease. And also the tractor chicken scene is two tractors going at each other. It's not a race. It's not a race. That's not even a race. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many other things that are races. Yeah. Like Greece. In fact, actually, the new Footloose. Isn't yeah. the new Footloose they race buses? I did not watch the new Footloose. Well. Oh. I know the old I one remember. has. The old one has the tractor chicken. Yeah, it's tractor race. And then Kevin Bacon gets his, uh, his, uh, oh, yeah, his, hot. yes. Which is right. why he can't, he couldn't get off. <laughs> which is why he won. Yeah. What a uh, weird plot point. Oh, Footloose. I don't remember things that happened in Footloose the movie. Only in Footloose the musical. <laughs> oh, fan fiction. Oh, fan. So that was a real fun deep dive. Kevin. I have a problem. What? I think I'm into Riverdale fan fiction. <laughs> this is what happens when you start looking things up. You get you get too you're in too deep, Aaron. There's so many pregnancy ones, which is actually well, canonically accurate because there's a lot of pregnancies <laughs> in Riverdale too. So you can't. Uh, there's a lot of pregnancy ones in general. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm into it. I won't be reading real books anymore. <laughs> and I have so many real books to read. <laughs> the real world isn't out there. The real world isn't here with me. In. I can't survive out there anymore. It's in here on fanfiction.net. I've been institutionalized. Institutionalized. I've been unisexualized. <laughs> <laughs> 
So is that, is that our uh, ships on the Riverdale That's section? That's our ships on the Riverdale section. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Please tweet us and tell us what your favorite ship you don't even have to tell us your favorite ship you can just tell us your favorite ship name yeah or come up with a new one ship characters in that sequence find characters who are not connected and i want you to ship them together and maybe figure out what i meant by uh regal because <laughs> we definitely did do cheryl and reggie before and that was sherry yeah what did i mean guys hmm. tell me hmm. Hmm. as if sherry was cheryl and valerie uh maybe oh, but by the names of these i'll be shellery yeah. <laughs> like celery, celery. <laughs> 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 some nice celery. Guys, I'm ready. Are you going to eat that piece of celery? <laughs> oh, it's like Sean Connery eating celery. <laughs> My favorite shipping is celery. <laughs> Guys, can you please write us a Riverdale fan fiction about Sean Connery writing a Cheryl and Valerie fan fiction and yeah. how delighted he is by everything he writes. Is we need a Grand Budapest Hotel type situation where you're just going down the layers of the story. And where it's you writing a story about Sean Connery writing a story about Cheryl and Valerie. And maybe Valerie writes a song about them <laughs> in the fan fiction. Oh, honey, honey. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Well, you were... Diving into the world of fan fiction. Too deep. I was diving into the world of Wikipedia. <gasps> Wikipedia! Yeah, so I, I searched up some uh, some some trivia, essentially, oh. on uh, just some facts. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's from Wikipedia, so I assume it's facts. <laughs> yeah, Don't blame it, me, blame Wikipedia. If it's not real, hey, Wikipedia is like a universal encyclopedia, so it's your guys' fault. Yeah, you did this. Uh, I looked up some stuff about uh, the comics. The, Ar- the Archie comics. Mm-hmm. And I thought we'd take a look at the way they do their characters or the stuff that happened in them and sort of see how it relates to this uh, subversive version of of uh, Archie Andrews, which is Riverdale. Which is Riverdale. Riverdale, in fact, is essentially a fan fiction of Archie comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, that's what it is. I know. I said that like that was a big revelation. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Give me some trivia. No All more right. fan fiction. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to describe the characters. You're going to tell me who they are. I think they should mostly be pretty easily, be pretty, pretty easy. I hope so. All right. A typical teenage boy attending high school, participating in sports and dating is extremely clumsy and accident prone. And many of his actions, however well-intentioned, inadvertently harm the people he tries to help, especially Mr. Weatherby and Mr. Lodge. He's also known for being easily infatuated by the many girls he meets. Well, that's Archie Andrews. Do you think that fits with the Archie Andrews we've seen in the series? I'd say 90% of that is accurate because yes. he is forever taking actions to help that are just going real wrong. <laughs> like, they don't have much to do with, like, a clumsiness or accident-prone, but just just being himself. Just being a doof. I <laughs> wish he was clumsier, though. That would I would actually love that. I would love if if there was more times where he just like dropped things. Although and, like... that would be dangerous because his robot strength is so strong. <laughs> well, that's why he's accident prone. That's why he's accident prone. He's just not. He's malfunctioning. <laughs> his program just glitches. But yeah, no. Archie Andrews in the show is like ninety percent canonical comic Archie. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, like he's especially with. It's very interesting because Archie is very much a version of the comic book that matches our modern sensibilities yeah like he's a lot more do like he's pretty doofy in the comic but i think the comic you're supposed to be like yeah look at this guy mm-hmm. um but he's a lot more with like our sense of like well he's kind of a jerk sometimes and he's he's well-meaning but has no idea what he's doing and is causing like real problems sometimes and that's sort of what we in today's world because archie is 
you know, the handsome all-American hero would have been the leading man in a TV show yeah. in the 90s. Now we've gotten to a point where we're all kind of wry and ironic. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, leading man, such a doof. Um, well, I mean, it's interesting to mention that in the comics, canonically, he has a band. He's mm-hmm. also a real life. I'm called The Archies. And then he names <laughs> after himself. Himself <laughs> is called The Archies. And also, um, fun fact, uh, canonically, Archie did date Valerie. Oh! In Archie 608, May 2010, Archie began a relationship with Valerie Brown. The Archies and Josie and the Pussycats were touring together. <laughs> While right. rehearsing, Archie and Valerie secretly fell in love as they co-wrote the song More Than Words that described their feelings. Archie 609, re- issue 609 revealed that this relationship was st- has seeped into common knowledge by the end of the tour. Archie and Valerie were forced apart when the, pushy- when the Pussycats were touring Europe without Ar- the Archies but hope to keep their relationship going. In the comic Archie Marries Valerie, Valerie's expecting a baby with Archie, whom they named Star. Wow. Well, they, they did this thing where, where Archie just like, they when they're like, who will Archie marry? He married everybody. Oh, I've done. In different times. I did a little, a little bit of research, too, yeah. about the Black Hood. But Archie, since Which we stopped. Which we'll get to in our later. Since we stopped reading Archie comics, they have been pretty I mean, exploratory at, and inventive. At this point, they're very self-referential. Yes. Like, with That's a lot of cool. stuff we're doing. Like, Afterlife with Archie and the life with Archie being all the different ways. Yeah, yeah, all the different timelines and... All right, next. Next. The very kind-hearted, talented, and intelligent girl next door. She's romantically obsessed with Archie, but previously used to always end up playing second fiddle to Veronica Lodge. She has a passion for writing and is a good student, athlete, cook, and auto mechanic. She cares deeply for the well-being of others and is always ready to help people with their problems. She has two siblings, Polly and Sheik. That's Betty. That's Betty. That's Betty. That's Betty. No, like, um, like I, I think other than some of the stuff, like the dark stuff I think they gave mm. her, like, she's exactly that. She's a good student. I forgot that she liked to write. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, in the, in, in she's the comics, yeah. she is, um, like, a journalist. She wants to be a journalist or an automaker. Like, she's yeah. essentially good at everything. It would be nice if TV show Betty is revealed to be on, like, the track team or something in the spring. Yeah, because I, I feel like she should be on or the tennis team. Yeah, or... I mean she she is she is a cheerleader, and mm-hmm. I mean I think in most places other than this one where they're just sort of dancing, most... cheerleaders are very athletic. Yes. They're usually doing like super like athletic things. These ones just sort of dancing. So, but she only just became a cheerleader, so I, I would like her to have a sport. Yeah, track, um, tennis, baseball. Baseball would baseball? be cool. Yeah, I, I guess. So- I guess softball. I feel like that's the thing from the, like she also did in the comics. Yeah, I, feel I like think they all, so. I think they all played baseball sometimes. So that'd be nice in the spring. Uh, so fun fact. Actually, not about her, but about her. <laughs> about her uh, uh, so Sheik is her brother, and it, and is canonically a secret agent for the United States <laughs> government. Well, I would love if they brought that in. You Can know? you imagine if like this guy came and was like, "Oh, I'm your brother, Polly." Also. Riverdale is a secret government uh, lab. We're on a watch list. This is a crossover with Stranger Things. <laughs> well, you know, Sheik Cooper has been cast, so he's going to be coming yeah. on out. Uh, she sang back. So in the Archies, she sang back backup and played the tambourine. That sucks. She she has canonically played other instruments, and, and apparently she's a better singer than Veronica. <laughs> also, she played the tambourine in the band, though, which sounds like a uh, like okay, Betty, you can be in the band. I think she's mostly the backup singer, but That's they're fair. like, you should also do something. Here's a tambourine. <laughs> Maybe she's also the band's manager. I could see that. Here's the most amazing thing that I just learned. So there's a comic series called Jughead: The Hunger. 
<laughs> Betty hails from a long line of werewolf hunters that has always taken out members of the Jones lineage. She only befriended Archie. She only befriended Archie. By the way, there's going to be spoilers for Jughead the Hunger in this. <laughs> she only befriended Archie and faked her affections toward him in an effort to get closer to the newest werewolf of Riverdale, Jughead. Archie convinces her to try to cure Jughead of his lycanthropy with Wolfsbane. Uh, then stuff happens. Most of them excited by the fact that she is a werewolf hunter along the series. So then we said that she yes. was. <laughs> oh, we're so good. We're so good. We're so good. <laughs> also, our Betty is not obsessed with Archie. Um, no, no, she's not. But she was, and then she grew. Yeah, we well, so, It's funny where like, we like see like the beginning of the series as the end of that Betty. Yeah, and now she's become someone newer and stronger, and also the lead of our TV show. <laughs> All right, <laughs> a very rich girl. She is a spendthrift, quite spoiled and vain, but gets along well with most of her classmates. Like her best friend Betty, she is romantically obsessed with Archie and constantly competes for his affections. Though she is quick to fall in love with the next hunk around the corner. She rarely gets along with Jughead due to his sloppiness. Well, that's Veronica. Yep. Um, you know, all the beats are there. Yeah. But that Veronica seems more nuanced than our Veronica. Um, actually, the weirdest thing is that from looking up her stuff, she's not, like, she pretty much has one note, which is that she was rich, spoiled, and vain. Yeah, um, I just, like, our Veronica doesn't her, have romantic interests. Yeah, her weird, like, I mean, she went out with Chuck Clayton that one time. And um, and that's it. Well, yeah. I guess she sort of thought Nick was hot. I don't. I don't know. It's it's tough to tell with her. Like in the comics, she had a lot of these like one off weird things that mm-hmm. added a lot to her character, but nothing on a grand scale. You could be like, well, look at this for her. Like like I tried to find fun facts for her. Mostly, I could find that she was added after Archie, Betty, and Jughead. Like months after. Really. And she came in as like the new girl in town from New York. Oh. Um, and months before Reggie was introduced. So interesting. So for months it was. Archie with his romantic interest, Betty, and Jughead. His best friend. Yeah. I wish we had more. Like, I understand they're trying to make Veronica sympathetic. Yeah. I wish we had more of her not liking Jughead. Yeah. Um, but then she'd really be, like, punching down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor... I mean, it, here's the thing. That was, I think, a lot more acceptable in the 1960s, where it's like, oh, she's punching down, but it's not a big thing. Yeah. Now, a rich person being like, yeah, screw you, poor person. <laughs> like, we're a lot more as a society being like... We would hate her. Ugh. Or maybe if we got more Veronica and Reggie, I'd be happier. Yeah, maybe. Because like, Veronica and Reggie used to have hijinks and plans. Yes. Um, we'll get to that. She's also the keyboardist for the Archies. Yeah. But she doesn't sing backup vocals. I mean, she... I guess they no, all she do. does. She does. But Everyone except for Jughead and Reggie sings backup vocals. Thumbs up. All right. Archie's best friend, ever since they were children, obsessed with food, and is a moocher, constantly asking his friends, especially Archie, for money and food. He's also sarcastic, lazy, and apathetic toward girls, especially Ethel, who has a crush on him. However, he maintains loyalty to Archie... And he's usually the one who has to bail him out of trouble. He is very clever in some ways and ignorant in others. He usually wears his trademark gray crown beanie. He has a baby sister, Jellybean. Well, that's Jughead. That's Jughead. I think the most interesting thing about him compared to his com- is a comic version. His comic version was a moocher who was constantly asking people. And this Jughead doesn't want anything from he, anyone. He wants no one to help him. No. This Jughead, I'd say, is a lot smarter and a lot... Um, well, the... 
not not smart. He's more yeah. motivated. He's yes. way more yes. motivated than Cug. Because the book, Jughead. Yeah, Jughead in the comics was always seen as intelligent. Because there's times where like Archie and Reggie would try to like work together to prank him, and Jughead would always get the upper hand. But he's just super lazy. This one's way and this one is not lazy. And so I know, and I don't want to dig into this because I don't think it's our yeah. discussion to have. But I know there was a lot of outrage when Jughead was not um, asexual. Well, what are, are we, you going to talk about? One of my fun facts okay. is that so. In the Life with Archie series, he in one of them he married Midge. Mm-hmm. In the other, he married Ethel. In some storylines, he's asexual. Most the most recent one, the only one that he's the only one he's canonically asexual in mm-hmm. is the Chip Zardusky and Ryan North stories yes. of New Riverdale. Yeah. Um, so like his relationship actually goes back and forth a whole lot. Apparently, him and Veronica dated well, they didn't date because they hate each other. But Once Veronica the- kissed him in a school play and fell in love with him for a while. Mm. As you do. <laughs> As you do. And there have also been Archie comics where he's had crushes on Betty. And you know, yeah, yeah there's an Archie comic where he says if, there's, if there was ever a girl that he would kiss, it would mm-hmm. be Betty. So I think, um, I know there's been a lot of, um, even outrage is not the right word. There's been discussion about yeah. the fact that he's not asexual in the TV series. Yeah. Um, I would argue that... The comic books are, at this point, have been around for 70 yeah. years. There's no one canon. Yeah. And in a lot of the Archie... I mean, a lot of them, there's two canons going on separately at the same time. Exactly. And in a lot of the Archie comics, I think his apathy towards girls is just a part of his laziness. Yeah, there's a lot of different ones where they talk about, like, why. Some some of them, like, trying to describe it. They're like, oh, maybe he had a bad romantic... Um, you know, in I think his past. he's just a teenager who's lazy. There's one where he goes to like the far future and makes out with Archie's like descendant. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Which is weird. Maybe he's secretly in love with Archie. Who oh, knows? what was that one called? Jan jo- Jarchi. Jarchi. Uh, Jug 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 Drews. Jug Drews? No. But that's better. Yeah. They're just putting the first you gotta combine the names, not just put a title on. Bughead is fine because it it's, works. And it's canon. Like, they yeah. say Bughead in the show. Yeah. Well, I think it might be a reference to the people That's saying possible. Bughead. Anyway, um, because our Jughead is way more motivated yeah. than comic book Jughead, it makes sense that our Jughead would yeah. pursue a girl and have a relationship. Um, our Jughead, ju- uh, Jughead is also the drummer for the Archies. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I stand by that. I can see this, ar- this Jughead playing drums. All right. Archie's main rival, particularly for Veronica's affections... Though they are ultimately good friends, he often taunts Archie and does not understand why girls prefer to date him. He is highly vain and conceited, thinks he can date anyone he wants, and expects everyone to think the world of him. He likes to play practical jokes on others, especially Archie and Moose. Sometimes when Veronica dumps him, he dates Betty, and is always trying to get a date with Midge without Moose knowing. Well, uh, that's Reggie. That's that's Reggie Mandel, who I think is the most different from... New Reggie has a lot more of those elements. Yes. Yes. I think I think he's a lot more like... Yeah, the, uh, the reg- I think maybe it's because now he's allowed to do stuff. <laughs> allowed to do stuff because <laughs> he's not on another TV show. Yeah. Um, some of the interesting things is that he was a journalist. Really, he worked in the newspaper and would claim freedom of the press when his articles were criticized or deemed inflammatory. Oh my god, I want New Reggie to join the newspaper now. The Jughead's not at the school. Betty yeah. needs a second. It'll be great, and and like I mean, it's funny because he's essentially someone who says like jerk things in his paper and goes, "Yo, free speech." And Betty will be like, "Well, you know, I thought he was really dumb. Turns out he has lots of thoughts, and not all of them should be expressed." <laughs> That'll be pretty cool to see. So. In the um, Life with Archie, where he marries Veronica, him and Betty are in a loving relationship thinking about getting married. Really? Yeah. 
So interesting. So I mean, that's. I want to see. I want to see some new Reggie interactions with Betty. <laughs> Guys, you know this. I love new Reggie. He is so much more interesting than old Reggie. Well, old Reggie didn't couldn't have much because he went off to do thirteen reasons why. That's true, but. Huh. Uh, he was the bassist in the Archies as well. Yeah, that seems about yeah. right. And sometimes backup guitarist, but usually I think bassist. I'm going to make a sweeping statement because I dated a bassist. Yeah. Um, bass is pretty easy to play unless you're <laughs> going to be really, really good at it. Yeah. Like, there are amazing bassists out there, but yeah. mostly you're just like, bomb, 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 bomb. But you get all the joy of being in a band and all the girls. All right. <laughs> a muscular star athlete, but a poor student. He often says duh at the beginning of sentences and is possessive about his girlfriend, Midge. He's also known to be dyslexic. He is dim-witted and can be easily manipulated by others, particularly Reggie. He'll beat up anyone, particularly Reggie, who upsets him or even talks to Midge, the latter being a point of friction between the couple. At the same time, he's also kind, sensitive, and helpful towards his closest friends. Well, that's Moose. His full name is Marmaduke Moose Mason. And none of that exists. Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Yeah, none of that exists with this moose. We don't know too much about him, honestly. I don't think he's dumb. I think it's very interesting that he's dyslexic. I didn't realize that was like a kind of... Because they, yeah. actually, they actually pointed out that like when someone actually like te- like teaches him, like Reggie's his math tutor once, huh. and they can actually like teach, teach him, him, he does fine in school. But he just can't read. Yeah, he can't read. Well, because... I mean, he can read, but it's much yeah, more challenging. Yeah, he, he, has a, he has a dyslexia. Interesting. Um, which, is an, which is an interesting way of portraying the character. Um... Yeah, he's. We don't see too much of him to really like compare to that. I mostly put him in because he's some interesting stuff like the dyslexia. Yeah, and also his Russian ancestor, Laszlo Karendishkov, met Archie's Scottish ancestor Andy Andrews, and they helped each other on the boat as they're immigrating to America. What? His ancestor Laszlo protects the people who wanted to beat up Andy, and Andy helped Laszlo find his money. Wait, so Andy's name is Andy Andrews? Yeah, Andy Andrews. That's unfortunate. That's his. That's a Scottish ancestor. <laughs> They wore kilts in that wedding scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's canonically Scottish. Um, also, I like that he's the son of Jerry and Marilyn Ma- Mason. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she should hang out with Alice Cooper. <laughs> she sure should. <laughs> sure should. All right. Well, we can move on from him. All right. A buxom redhead often catching the eye of the Riverdale boys, most well known for being the third love interest of Archie Andrews. Reoccurring character before be- beginning her own title series and is known for being the biggest sex symbol in the gang. Well, that's Cheryl. Yeah. Um, I Do you... Re- okay, you're a little bit younger than I yeah. am, but because I used to read the Archie comics yeah. a lot. And I remember when Cheryl was introduced and it was a big deal. In 1982, she was temporarily removed from the series for being too sexualized and promiscuous. Well, then I remember when she was reintroduced. Yes, you were definitely reintroduced. I was not born in 1982. <laughs> this is a series that has Archie and... This, this it feels like the most... You know, show of what human past was like. There's a series with Archie Andrews, who literally would just flip from girl to girl whenever you feel like. But Cheryl was too sexualized and promiscuous. Oh my god, dating different boys? Like what? She tried to attract. She's trying to attract men. You know, I remember Cheryl being a jerk. So yeah. I feel like Cheryl is. So here's a Cheryl is okay. Go ahead. Usually you go to like Pembroke Academy, is where she's actually from because she's right. yes. super rich. Yes. Here's a crazy thing that happened. She once snuck into Riverdale High as Shirley Merriweather and caused chaos to frame Archie, like stealing tests and doing things like this. Uh, Miss and like made him like like his friends like hate him essentially. <laughs> Mister Weatherby discovered and then revealed her identity at the dance, embarrassing her. And then her punishment was she had to attend Riverdale High. <laughs> oh my! 
Well, there we go. This, <laughs> this is accurate. I, can, I want to believe that's canonical. This, that's what happened in the series. That is why it's happening the way it is. <laughs> this Cheryl is just chaotic neutral. Um, in the Life with Archie series, she was a wash-up actress who got breast cancer. <gasps> yeah. Cheryl has a bad time. It, no matter what series she's in, Cheryl doesn't do good. A highly intelligent nerd and inventor, he gets A's in every class, except physical education, and is the favorite student of most of his teachers, especially Professor Flutesnoot and Mr. Merrywe- Mr. Weatherby. He is not especially interested in dating and is shy around girls, though he has shown interest in a few girls in the series. Despite his quirks, he fits in well with the gang, and who often rely on his brains. He and Moose are best friends, despite their contrasting personalities. Well, that's Dilton Doily. I mean, that's Dilton Doily in the comics. That is not our Dilton, our Gun-loving, obsessive. The sad thing that I find most about them changing Dilton's thing is that I, my favorite relationship in the comics was actually Moose and Dilton. I know. Of this pair of this kid who was, like, super, super smart. And Moose loved him because he was smart. He's Mm. like, you are a smart boy, and I like you, and you're my best friend, and I will keep you safe. I will take care of you because I love you because you're smart. Yeah, and, like, I I thought that relationship was, like, the best one in a comics, in, like, a comic series to see these two people who are so contrasting. And I think it's important for kids who are reading comics. Yeah, to see, like... To know that... Yeah, like, hey... Because instead of seeing, like, you know, the big jock, like, beat Not up the nerds. Not everyone's stereotypes. Yeah. And I think that's what I most miss about this change, that Dilton Dorley... I mean, that's... He's really only Dilton Dorley in name. Dilton and Moose, really. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Here, Here's a hard one. Initially a shy loner, he came out as one of those popular students in school. He's a very talented athlete and enjoys cartooning for fun. He's been a close friend of, of Archie's since his introduction. That's Kevin Keller. That's Chuck Clayton. Oh, Yep. That's, nope. ch- that's Chuck Clayton from the comics was a, was a shy guy who became very popular and wanted to be a cartoonist. I read about Chuck Clayton because he was actually an African-American character and yeah. he was actually the um, coach's son. Yep. And it was a big deal. Yeah. That description um, does not describe. I mostly put that in because of how different it is from the Chuck Clayton in the series. Yep. The first openly gay character in Archie Comics. It's Kevin Keller. Yeah, I think <laughs> I just... Um, I actually do want to read the rest of his yeah, stuff because... Yeah. This fact earned him a great deal of attention in the American comic media. He first appeared in Veronica 202. Veronica was deeply attracted to him, but she, because she was initially unaware of his sexuality. So Jughead took advantage of the situation to avenge himself against Veronica for humiliating him. I don't know what that means. Great. His sexuality is not presented as controversial or stereotypical in the comics, keeping with Archie's comics image of accepting diversity and inclusion. He is an aspiring journalist with many hobbies, including collecting comics and competitive eating. He has two younger sisters. His father's a retired army colonel. His mother's a housewife. His closest friends in Riverdale are Veronica and Jughead, along with Wendy and William, friends from her previous school. What upsets me the most is that Kevin Keller sounds awesome. Yeah, the let's Kevin Keller in give Riverdale. Our Kevin Keller some yeah, the Kevin Keller Riverdale is gay, and that's it. He's and now he's not a stereotype. Like no. this is not a 1996 Sex in the City gay. No, he's not. He's not like the super camp like. But his only defining characteristic yeah. right now is that he's gay and friends with Betty. Yeah, but in this one, he's he's, be- he's best friends with Jughead, which I would love. love to see if because he only interacts with the girls, which yeah. is beca- which is because he's gay and 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 well. There's, there's this trend that I hate was whenever they write gay characters, they're like, well, you can't talk to a man. He'd be attracted to that man. And you're like, like, no. Kevin Keller clearly has a type, and it's like, lie the dark-haired man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jughead? so I just described <laughs> Jughead. But I would, 
<laughs> I would love to see the, this Kevin Keller, where he's like a competitive eater and is an aspiring journalist. And he, I mean, this and one he collects, does like he to collects in- comic books. This one does like to investigate. Yep. Um, and I, for some reason, I really wanted Coase's friend to be Jughead. Like yeah. I want, I want him and Jug. Well, especially considering how we dated Joaquin, and then Jughead became a serpent. Like, and him being him being they the son of the sheriff, a super connection. Now, I really hope they connect Kevin Keller and Jughead and make them. I wish they did it beforehand. I know. So when Jughead joined the serpents, Kevin could be more like, like I am the son of the sheriff. We, but you're Our my friendship. Because I think it'll be lost. More talking than when he was, you know, you know, kissing the serpent. For him to be like, you are my best friend. But you're a serpent. And I'm the son of the sheriff. More than Andrews, who's just another dude. Exactly. I, I put that one because I was mostly upset about the Kim Keller thing. And you know, they have 22 episodes this season. That's a lot of episodes. Start doing some stuff. Do some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, so here's just some fun facts about other things. So fun Tony facts. Topaz was introduced in the early 2010s mm-hmm. as one of the opponents of Jughead in a cupcake eating contest. <laughs> that would right. have been amazing. <laughs> That's, oh my god, that could have been one of his initiation rituals. <laughs> Eat more cupcakes than her. Uh, I just put this in because I wanted to put in the Wikipedia description of Alice Cooper in the comics. Betty's caring on a highly supportive mother. This is an interesting fact about Riverdale. Kay. Josie was a main in the first season and Kevin Keller was not. Even though I feel like Kevin Keller did way more, did way and more, said and way more. was in the series way more, yes, appeared in more episodes than Josie did. Josie is still not a lead character. No, no, but uh, but Kevin Kevin was has it been upgraded. He's now a main character in this, this this season. Good. Should have been the main character in the first season. Yeah, right, and that's my uh, that's my Archie trivia. So Ooh, it's, such trivia! Yeah, it was interesting to see a lot of the differences there. Mm-hmm. Some stuff mm-hmm. I wish they did. Like I'm now more upset about Kevin. Like. More upset than ever. Yeah. 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 Oh, honey, honey. All right, let's move on to, uh, you got a, a bit set up here, Aaron. I do. So we're going to call this uh, section uh, Black Hood Countdown. Black Hood Countdown. Yes. Where I'm going to count down the theories yes. of who's the Black Hood from most sane to least sane. <laughs> Mild amount of research. Black Hood, real figure, yep. has appeared in some Archie comics. Mostly has been his own comic book series under the Archie comic banner. When, uh, do you know when this was? So he was first introduced during the Golden Age of Comic Books in 1940. Wow. So that was the first incarnation of the Black Hood, who um, was... The thing that kept coming up was he was, like, taught his powers by a hermit. <laughs> so he has magic powers in the comic no, he doesn't have magic powers in the first one. He's just very strong like Batman. Okay. The big thing about the Black Hood is there have been four of them, and they've all been a series of various vigilantes. Oh, wait. So, okay. So they're always fighting against injustice. Yeah. First, it was um, the first guy who was like Kip Burnham and or Baltram or whatever. Yeah. I didn't write it down. Then it eventually passed on to his nephew, who was Thomas Kip Baltram. Uh, yeah. And then there was... Um, a black one who also had the same last name, and the current Black Hood, um, which was relaunched under the Dark Circle imprint, which is just like the um, superhero series yeah. under the Archie comics. Yeah. Um, this one is a police officer who accidentally shot Kip Bertram. 
and then his and he was like very severely wounded in a shootout and he's like disfigured and can barely okay. talk and then his friends give him the black hood as a goof and then he wears it okay. there's also some crazy storylines where it turns out that the black hood has been handed down since like joan of arc times and there is male <laughs> black hoods and joan of arc figure black hoods and like a western lone ranger themed one and they just all fight injustice so like bef- they're just vigilantes okay. um so before we go into the actual countdown i thought i might take a moment here to count so do we think it's, it seems very clear that i don't can't imagine the series twisting this into him being like a vigilante i think they might i mean he's sort of a vigilante but the, the fact that he shot at i mean no, no he, he's 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 a vigilante in a very specific way but he's just not a good guy yes um yeah. because he's just going around shooting people well and in like he did appear in some archie superhero adventures yes um, and he was also issued under the Red Hood imprint, or sorry, the Red Circle imprint yeah. in 1983. So yeah. the Red Circle. As soon as so I they're, heard- just, they're pulling from yeah. the universe. They're not. Yeah. So I don't know how he's much. He's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be any of these canon things. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, they might choose the name if they reveal him as someone who we don't know. Yeah. They might choose one of those Kip. Yeah. Burnham. It's not Burnham, guys. I'm thinking <laughs> of Michael Burnham from Star Trek. Anyway. So so what what are the... um, Okay, so these are the number seven most prevalent theories online. All right. Number one, Hal Cooper. Why are you going in that direction? No, this is the least crazy. I know, but why did you say it was number one? I just numbered them. All right, fine. Okay, least crazy, (laughs) Hal Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is... Yeah, I don't see that. He also does not have green eyes. He also doesn't care that much, I don't think. <laughs> well, you know, you can see him sort of snapping after his wife kicked him out of the house and let him back in. And his daughters like, are... I feel like we're going to see the green eyes being, like, contact lenses. Mm. I feel like that's the sort of mm-hmm. thing this series would do. That's is true. we'd have a moment where someone, like, opened up a contact lens and be these sharp green eyes. And I'm like, <gasps> it's him with the contact lenses. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, number two, Sheriff Keller. Because apparently his eyebrows look a lot like the Black Hoods, and that would explain why he's so inept. <laughs> it's because he's murdering them? We've never seen the sheriff and the Black Hood in the same place at the same time. <laughs> Fair enough. So again, these are going in order of increasing craziness. I, I would be fine with Sheriff Keller. I would not be overtly happy about it. Yeah, it would be okay. Yeah. But here's the next one. Kevin Keller. I mean, the guy's old. We see it. He's an old guy. But do we see it? Or do we see what the characters see through no, their eyes? Um, I don't think with all that Kevin was going through in the wood. Because here's the thing. He eventually did get scared by the um, his freak out of the guy stabbing him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like that would happen if he was the one murdering people. I think that would be a, a little disingenuous. Yeah. Also, people... we, also, the thing is that we this, the episode, the series would have to lie to us for that to happen. So... People who are on the Kevin Keller boat say that there's actually two Kellers, a Black Hood and a copycat. Okay. And so because – The copycat is the one who shot Moose Image because it doesn't really fit the MO. But I don't know why he would shoot Fred. Yeah, exactly. Why would Kevin shoot Fred? Why why would Kevin care about punishing people who are are different? Kevin loves Betty and wants Betty to – as a friend and wants Betty to only love him as a friend. Yeah, that seems in character with him. (laughs) Keep going. What's next? Miss Grundy's ex. We've never seen him. We've before. never seen him. I also don't believe he's real. Still, I also don't believe. I no, mentioned- I know Sheriff Keller said he had a um, had a alibi, uh, alibi, but that doesn't mean that he's a bad ex. Yeah, he's just an ex. Yeah, like we we mentioned in the recap that her the, her entire story set up very 
weirdly that makes me feel like it's not she real. She was just making it oh, up. The fact that we never see resolution to it means, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that one. I don't. Um, next, Sheik Cooper, Betty's brother. <laughs> That's what I was thinking after I remember she has a brother and mm-hmm. he's never been introduced. And he's been cast. Which would make me feel like, well, because that way it's still someone who's connected. It would make sense why he's obsessed with Betty. And he would feel like she should know him because he's her brother. Yeah, but that would also, we'd also have to explain why he was at the town meeting. Unless if he wasn't, he's lying. Or he's just been hanging around, just watching his family. There's so much that would would require lying, which I don't like. I don't like when the resolution to a mystery is, oh, they lied. Mm -hmm. It just seems. Um, The next one is twofold. Okay. Betty's mother, but not Alice Cooper. Betty's true mother, who is Penny Peabody. Who's Penny Peabody? <laughs> That's the lawyer. Oh, what? The serpent lawyer. There is so much. There's so much in there. So this. So this has to both. Believe... Oh, she hired people. She's not the actual black hood. No, She's no, no, no. I, Aaron, this this relies on the fact that both. <sighs> That both it's Betty's mother and Betty's mother is not Alice Cooper. It's this lawyer who, why? Why would that? I don't, I've never thought that, <laughs> that Betty was not Alice Cooper's daughter. But Kevin, the internet says that this would explain Betty's dark Betty tendencies because she's descended from this crazy serpent. She's descended from Alice Cooper, who is crazy. <laughs> would you like to hear the most crazy theory I've heard? All uh, right, this is the final one. This is the final one. The Drum craziest. Roll. Dark Betty. <laughs> so, so we're going to the Betty split personality. Yes, and people are not actually seeing what the show is just telling us they're seeing. Once again, that goes back to the fact that I don't. I'm not saying it can't be true. I don't like resolutions where the resolution is someone lied. Or, you know, maybe Dark Betty is hiring people. Who knows? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm fine with someone lying, but I'm not fine with, with the re- show lying. Yeah, when the resolution is like, oh, no, the show was actually, like, lying to you. It's also entirely possible that Dark Betty has been hiring people with her Dark Betty, Dark Bettying. <laughs> dark Betty, Dark Bettying. Now, I will tell you, KJ Appa says he... No, I mean, they all know who the Black Hood is because it's going to be revealed very soon. Script. Yeah, definitely. And it's in the script. He's just not going to hold that for too much longer. KJ Appa says he knew, he figured it out, he's seen lots of cool theories online, and none of them have been right. Well. He says he saw one theory where they said that Archie's dog Vegas was the Black Hood. I mean, yeah, that's the, yeah. clearly. Um, um, Madeline Pitched, who plays um, Cheryl, says that she was, her mind was blown when she found out who it is. So KJ Appa is either very smart. Yeah. Or he's lying. <laughs> yeah. I think the most likely one, honestly, is Sheik. Yeah, if, I think so, too. If they want to keep it attached to someone we know, then it would be her brother who we heard about in the first season. Yeah, I just I don't think it makes sense for it to be any of the existing characters. No. And, um, and introducing a new character would be fine, but wouldn't match with how they set it up. Yeah. So I think I think Sheik is the most likely as well. Yeah. It's a little bit crazy because it does require some leaps of logic. And we did see that he was middle-aged, but maybe he's just a hard living. Well, I mean, he's still old. We don't know how much So older... Alice Cooper would have been pregnant when she was like 16. Yeah. And I think we've established the grown-ups are at least 37. Yeah. So he, he could be in his mid-20s and yeah. he could have had a hard life. Yeah. The only reason we think he's middle-aged is because we saw some gray hairs. Yeah. Which, I mean, who knows? Anyone can have gray hairs. Um... Yeah, my my bet would be I of of those ones I go for Sheik 
Outside of it, I have no idea because no one really makes sense. I stand by our theory. Or Hal Cooper could be – no, Hal Cooper. Um, Clifford Blossom. Clifford Blossom. Hashtag still Clifford Blossom. God, was, man, I mean with them all talking about it, I – God, I wish it's Clifford Blossom. Because <laughs> we would have nailed it. I know. We nailed it. It's always Clifford Blossom. And KJ Appa says he hasn't seen the theory. And you know he doesn't listen you know, to our podcast. He doesn't listen to our podcast. He podcast. listened to it once and he was like, I'm not a robot. And it was Madeline Ma- uh, – Pitched. Pitched, who said that she was shocked. So, yeah, Cover Blossom. It yeah, Cover Blossom. Blossom. Nailed it. Nailed it. We're so good. Oh, honey, honey. What a fun thing. Let's 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 wrap this up. Let's talk about um, our favorite thing about the series. This will be a little bit more to do a discussion. Yeah. Do a little bit about our favorite thing about the series and our least favorite thing about the series. Perfect. What's our other favorite thing? All right. So I came up with a little thing and a big thing. Sure, we can do both of them. Yeah. This is for very free um, form. I actually, I really like the reveal that the Coopers and the Blossoms were related. <laughs> it's true. It's not something you expected. Yeah, it was very surprising. I know people are making a lot of us like, oh my God, it's incest. I'm sorry. They're like third cousins. Who cares? There's no genetic problems. Yeah. The Blossoms are being creeps about it, but the Blossoms <laughs> are creeps. Yeah. And I just, Absolutely. I liked it. I thought that was a cool reveal. It took me by surprise. Yeah. And I didn't think anything the, the show could do would take me <laughs> by surprise. It's true. It was something you absolutely did not expect. Yeah. Um, my favorite little thing is I loved that scene of Jughead and Betty kissing for the first time with the lights. And yeah. I think it was snowing. Like, it was just so gorgeous. And I felt like that was the epitome of what the show does. Because it does beautiful visual things. Storytelling. But its visuals are gorgeous. Yeah. And I felt like that really, really epitomized that. Yeah, I think that's the, like... The thing that really keeps it going a lot is a lot of the technical elements of it are good. Like, it has some pretty cool shots. It's done mm-hmm. some pretty um, interesting things like that. The lighting is very dynamic. Like, yeah. They like, like really it's, set the scene. Yeah. Like, it's dramatic lighting. Don't get me wrong. It is not, like, sitcom flat. Like, it's like, not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. Which I think works really well. You see them when they're in Pop Tates. They always have the red, the red and the purple lights on yeah. them. Which works very well for... Because the type of series it is. Yes. Like any other series you might be like, this is cheesy. That's not real. But this like takes me into their dumb world. <laughs> their dumb, dramatic, trashy, beautiful world. So Kevin, what's your favorite thing about the series? Um, my favorite thing about the series is something that I did not fully expect when it came in, um, which is the Betty and Jughead relationship. Um, if you look at the second series, there's a little bit about them getting a little bit more antsy about it. We talked about it at the end of the first season. That we about knew. our worries about where it was going to go. But I really like how they did it because it didn't feel strained. Like, the 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 Archie and Veronica one kind of feels like, well, we got to check this box. Yeah. But Betty and Jughead feels like these are two people who actually, like, respect each other and get along. And they know, like, each other's interests and And, what makes them tick and their insecurities. And it's an interesting, like, thing to do about a series that, you know, you're doing based on something else to do do something that was kind of, like, left field about it. Because the thing is that, remember the the first season, how much they were trying to promote the love triangle, even in Mm -hmm. the show with Jughead being, like, I wasn't actually here. If you looked at this booth, it was just these three And then they, like, jerks. super gave up on that. And they gave up on that. And, like, they mentioned it a few times where it's like, you know, oh, Archie, Betty, and Veronica. But it was never really a thing. Yeah. I, I like it. And what I would honestly love to see is them to keep it up. 
Like they've already done away with so much of Archie that I don't I don't want them though I don't want the one thing they bring in to be that dumb love triangle. Yeah, I would it agree with that. Work as well number one in a TV series, which is a comic book is everything's stationary forever. Like nothing mm. ever really changes Affects much. The next one. Yeah. I mean like some some depending on the comic, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um but now I would love to see if the rest of the series they stick together, but they still still have difficulties, like real life. Yeah, and you have that, and you have that in other shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is a comedy, but How I Met Your Mother, Lillian Marshall were together the, the entire, entire time. Se- yeah, the, yeah, the entire show. Like, they didn't have to be like, oh, well, these two were together for the you know departmentally um, <laughs> decided amount of time, so we should break them up now. Or, oh, this is also a comedy. I was going to say The Office. Like, we had, you know, three or four seasons of, oh, Jim and Pan. Yeah. When is this going to happen? But once they got together. Yeah. So I would I would honestly love to see them stick together for the rest of the series and not them do the thing where they're going to have them break up and then it's mm-hmm. going to become a lot love triangle and I'm going to... Hate everything. Hate it. <laughs> throw your beer. Because you, you threw away everything. Like, the series is very barely archy other than in, in name. So why bring in... That one thing. Exactly. Do something more. If you're going to bring in things from the comic, make Kevin more like the make, Kevin. From yeah, the make comic. Kevin more like the. Make him go in an eating contest. Have some friendship relationships. Yeah. Develop those. Those are fun. Yeah. Make Moose. Uh, but they can't do it anymore because Dilton's already ruined. Yeah. They can't do the Dilton and Moose thing. Maybe they can have another nerdy character. Yeah. It won't be the same because it won't be Moose. Because it won't and be Dilton, Moose and Dilton. But, but. It could be Moose and someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite thing about the series. <laughs> so, least favorite things. Yeah. Um, you know what? This actually connects to yours. I hated the Val and Archie breakup. It was so poorly executed. It was, it was so much like, this has to be done now. We gave them some time. And now it's, and now just put the slash across the page. Like, the entire thing happened off screen. They didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I get it. Val and Archie were not endgame, and that's fine. Yeah. But she was really good for him, and they just kind of... The fact that I saw it, it being a thing in the comics, made me feel like it was a shout-out to the comics. And then it went too well. And then they're like, nah, whatever. Yeah. Hey, remember the remember the time when Archie did Dave Valerie? How oh, was it fun of that? Oh, we anyway, did it. good goodbye. Um, and then the tiny thing I hated, and this sort of dovetails to something bigger. Yeah. But when Miss Grin- Grundy left town, and she ogled Reggie over her sunglasses. Yeah. Now I've read a couple things. Now that we're suddenly doing research and like reading Riverdale stuff, yeah. um, that a lot of people say that they can tell that the showrunner was expecting to do something big with Miss Grundy, and he got so much backlash about the child predatory nature of the relationship. Here, here's the weird thing. I'm, that he just had to truncate everything he had. Here's the thing. I don't like that because because it's, it's, the, the series says it's bad. Like, the series is saying this is a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the audience being like, I don't like this. Because I think that the series should have been like, Good. You shouldn't like you it. You shouldn't like this. Like, I, I had this sort of thing with, I don't get into the whole Stranger Things thing, but with um, when Barb died, everyone's like, I, oh, so upset she died. I'm like, good. You're, You're supposed, supposed to be, be upset. You're supposed to be upset because that's what's driving Nancy forward. Like, it the, is a sad thing. It is a sad thing. The feelings you're feeling are good feelings. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the series didn't commit to it as much makes me 
feel like it makes it worse. Now, I'm wondering if the showrunner was like, this will be hot. And then there was backlash. And he was like, oh, we got to show that it's bad. But, but I thought it seemed but, bad no, off the hop. But, and also, they, there's no way that by the time that first episode came out, they weren't already done the episodes after it. Yeah. Like, that's like. Because we didn't take a long enough break. Exactly. Especially between when uh, Miss Grundy left. I don't think they went back in to do reshoots to make Grundy leave. Yeah. Um, I don't I think the first season was portray- the first episode was portrayed as like creepy. I thought so because, too. Because the scenes they have together feel very predatory. Like, predatory and claustrophobic. Yeah. Like like you like contrast that with the sex scene with um Archie and Veronica mm-hmm. is a lot more like open. Like you like the camera angle, it's an open camera angle. When you see the close ups they're a lot more like loving close ups. Yeah. This one felt very like constraining. Pieces of well, they were in that car with the hand yeah. and the, yeah. Yeah, so I've, yeah, that's my feeling on that. It's, like, it's not supposed to be a thing you enjoy, and I feel like if that's true, that they just abandoned it and be like, oh, no, let's just um, forget, just kill her. I feel like that's worse, because, no, like, you can, you, can, you can have that relationship happen. It's supposed to be gross. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the thing I didn't like was the ogle thing because that yeah. set up something that had no payoff. Well, the, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if it, it set up that she's clearly a darker character than she is portrayed to Archie, but then I guess she did have another student affair in Greendale and then died. So maybe yeah. that was all I was telling us. Well, Miss Grundy only likes underage teens. Well, I mean, clearly, yes, Cle- clearly the thing is that the problem with killing her off in that way is makes everything she says true. Because we cannot... Because we can't dive into it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the problem is that a lot of the stuff she said to Archie were silly, clearly felt like a setup to that she is a lot more malicious and evil than she is portraying to him. Mm -hmm. Like, when you see her, like, you know, ogling Reggie, and she says, like, oh, no, I had to leave the other town, because clearly she's just been child predatoring all over the place. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. What was your least favorite thing? Um, this is sort of an overarching thing this series does. I think it's a lot more pronounced in the second season. Um, but nothing seems to stick in this series. It's true. Like, it's a... It's a serial. Things but it's not on. that serialized. No, like... They, it feels like they're too afraid to commit to anything. Like, okay, an episode ends and Moose and Midge are shot. Now they're fine. Um, oh, Archie blows up at Jughead and tells him, Betty doesn't want to go out with you and stay away from me. And the next episode, so they're fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Nothing will ever stick here. It's... Nothing stays, nothing hangs out. Like, what I thought the second season would be, I thought Fred Andrews would be in, this, in the hospital the entire season. Well, and I remember, be... we really thought there would be, like, a whole storyline where he can't pay his hospital bills. You thought that. It would have made sense. Oh, no, wait, I did think that, too. Yeah. Right. And he's going to have to borrow money from, like, the Blossoms Yeah, I, th- the I, thought, I thought they were going to or... do a, um, a health care yeah. thing. Well, see, I thought he was going to stay in the hospital, and I thought that it was going to be a lot of Archie going to see his dad and, like, telling his dad his problem. Because then what that does is that takes away Archie's support structure. Exactly. Because his dad's in the hospital. Archie cannot go home every night and, like, see his dad. And especially after his dad was, like, shot, he can't – like, he like him protecting his dad, sure, that's cool. I think him going home alone to a house with no one to protect would be a more interesting character thing. Maybe they were worried about after – words Jughead live they were like we need to make sure he lives with a grown-up because <laughs> he is 15 he would definitely be sent into someone's care yeah but I mean like his dad's 
alive. He's just in the hospital. Yeah, but he needs to live with a grown-up. Well, I figured that his mom would live there, but she'd be constantly gone because mm. she's a, you know, big lawyer. She's constantly, like, going out of town. She has to go, she has to essentially go, go to back. where she works. Yeah, she has yeah. to go back. So she's like, he's living with his mom in Riverdale because he doesn't want to leave his dad because his dad's in the hospital. And his mom's yeah. like, fine, you can stay here. I'll live in Riverdale in name only. Yes. Um, and then she and she comes up, up every so often and be like, hey, how are you doing? Like, what's yeah, this? Yeah. Like, I wish that there was more stuff that actually felt like had impact. Because it's, it's feeling like so much like nothing has impact. Yeah, why do I get invested? Why do I get invested? Because it's, it's going to... Like, I thought what also would have been interesting is if when Archie shouted at Jughead and they broke up, Jughead was separated for a while. And he had a lot of time where he was a serpent. Mm-hmm. That's what he was. And he saw his friends and his own thing going on. But he constantly had to be like... Like, hey, guys, I'm still doing it. Because I feel like when Jughead and Betty are back together, his story arc with the Serpents feels like it was clearly still going on. But it doesn't also sort of feel done. I think they are afraid of making their good characters do bad things. I think they're afraid in general. And you know what? I mean, they do have an audience their audience is largely below 20. I mean, there are lots of people our age watching it. But I don't think they have to make Jughead do bad things to be part of the Serpents. Because I thought his entire thing with drawing the Serpents is that he would be like the guardian angel, like the angel yeah, on yeah. the shoulder. Being like, no, I, I think we're all on that page. Yes. But I think they're afraid of having their good characters do anything that's too morally on the borderline. Like, not even bad things, just yeah. borderline things. I mean, think about Betty saying the name and then immediately running to the house. Yeah. They're good characters can't do great things and i'm i'm mostly just um i I mostly just think also they're very afraid of letting things hang like they're also sort of writing as if they still only have a 13 episode season yeah it's i don't know it 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 bugs me i feel like a lot of these storylines could be a lot more and you know what if if they sucks out and even the tony thing like tony kissed him and then she was like oh no we ain't a thing like why did then why did that happen? It's interesting because we're so used to shows that are written to be binged. And they're kind of writing in an old-fashioned way. Like where things do hang between weeks and we go, oh, they're going to hook up. Yeah, they're really sticking to the like, hey, come back next week to figure the resolution to this specific thing. Yeah. But the problem, I mean, we're not binging it either. But the yeah. problem is that even though we're not binging it, we're still being like, why isn't none of this stuff continuing? Well, because we're thinking about the episodes in a very deep way. I, I don't think you should write your shows feeling like your audience should not be thinking about them. No, I'm just, I was just paralleling yeah. how we're not binging it, but we're getting the binging feel. I was just yeah, I guess. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, that, that bugs me a lot. That's the, I think that's the one of the few things that the series I really don't enjoy. Fair. All right. Well, that was our. Uh, that was our episode. That was our episode. We're not going to do questions this week because same questions. Yeah, same questions. Same questions from- as last week. <laughs> if you want to know what we're going to ask, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> but hey, if this was uh, if you enjoyed this, hey, if you enjoyed specifically what we did this yeah, episode, no, definitely let us know. This was. I mean, there wasn't an episode to review. We could have gone back and done OC, but as long as there's one... Yeah, we sort of felt like it'd be weird, because we're in the Riverdale world right now. It'd be weird to hop out for one week and then have to get back into... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you like the structure, let us know. Yeah, you can uh, get us on social medias. They're both Podcast Moa. 
Podcast MOA. We're on the Twitters, the Tweeters. Yep. We're on the Instagrams. <laughs> yep. You can also send us an email. Email is also PodcastMOA, PodcastMOA at gmail.com. And uh, if you do like the series, you should definitely tell people about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We, we've been doing the – we've been following Riverdale since technically before it started. And I – I think we're the only ones who came in, like, right off the came, hop. Yeah, came, yeah, came in and hit hit the ground running with this show. <laughs> we had high hopes, and our <laughs> hopes paid off. Yes, yes, they did. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, guys, next, this week we just had questions yeah. and trivia and fun. Yeah, we had fun. But next week we'll have answers to so many things and more. Yeah, we'll see you, uh, we'll see you next week. With a real episode of Riverdale. A real episode of Riverdale and a real episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast.